0: You are listening to the official Grave Forsaken podcast, and I'm your host, Vaughn Gregory, lead singer and guitarist for Grave Forsaken. Thanks for tuning in, we hope you enjoy the show. G'day everybody, Vaughan from Grave Forsaken here, I'm recording this intro to the episode on the 6th of November 2020, I hope you're all doing really well. Um... Those of you who listened to the last episode would have heard uh, the discussion I had with Tim about uh, the Temple of Crucifixion song from the new album. Well, uh, later that same night we also chatted about Celebrity Judge and the Sinners Part 4. So today's podcast is going to be the rest of that chat uh, recorded on that evening. So without further ado, I will do an edit and I'll paste in the rest of that chat from that night and here it is. So thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Well here I am back with uh, Grave Forsaken drummer Tim Steadman um, carrying on our discussion about some of the lyrics that he contributed to the most recent album Footsteps of God Um, and of course uh, long time listeners of Grave Forsaken will have been very aware of the presence of part four of celebrity judge series of songs on this album very appropriate with tim being involved in the album again so um thought tim we'd just have a chat about like celebrity judge the, the the four sets of lyrics almost as a whole um probably something that we've never really talked about um you know Outside of the band, and I suppose a lot of the stuff on the podcast is stuff that we've never really talked about outside of the band because it's sort of internal stuff that you might have. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's getting the uh, the inside baseball here, we're, uh,
1: yeah. we're letting all those secrets out.
0: Yeah. yeah, we are. I sometimes wonder if um if we should, but then I think, well, if if we don't talk about it, it, it will never it will never be known. And I guess I think about it from my perspective as a music fan. Mm. Like I, I love it when I hear insights into music, um, from bands that I like. So one of the things that I'm trying to do with the podcast is, um, it's just my dog snapping at flies. There was one fly, one fly in this room. The dog's been trying to get all night. <laughs> um, where was I? Uh, where was I? I lost my train of thought there. No, we lost were. It too. Yeah. yeah, so we're talking about lyrics anyway, and um, yeah, just having that opportunity to um, to uh, share with people like that insight, and I suppose that's what I'm saying. Providing to followers of Grey Forsaken the kind of insight that I would love to get about all my favourite bands. So it's yeah. actually what I'm basing it on is like, what would I like to see? and get from bands that I like. And I love podcasts. So if every band that I like did a podcast talking about songwriting and, you know, just some of the inner dynamics of the band and some of the inspiration behind things, I'd be really interested in that. So I'm trying to provide that. Yeah. Um, that's where the the idea for this came from. So Celebrity Judge Part 4 is on this album, but um, maybe you could... Uh, I don't know. Explain to us the the meaning behind the the whole celebrity judge concept.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, it's um, it's it's one that's held my attention for a very long time. Uh, in fact, this song, uh, well, part part one, uh, the the initial song that was was written, and it wasn't a. It wasn't called Part 1 at first, <laughs> but... Um, That's
0: where that came from. Yeah, it I suppose it, it probably part actually, happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I, it may actually be the oldest, or among the oldest lyrics that we ever actually put to music. Uh, because it was written before Grey Forsaken was an entity. Uh, I... I actually... I started writing it probably as a poem, I think. And, uh, I, I kept it on file for a while. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with it. (laughs) But you didn't think that what it's become Um, is what you were going to do with it. yeah. Yeah. And then, um, along came Elias into my life and he's got a guitar and he's, you know, shredding a few riffs and, um, And I said, wait, I've got some lyrics. Mm. And, um, yeah, slowly this song began to form. Uh, And what I've really enjoyed is the musical evolution of the song too because we tried to keep a similar theme and just kind of tweaked it a bit with every new iteration. But, um, yeah, to get into the lyrics of it, I suppose the concept was... uh, that of an apocalyptic vision. Um, So thinking in terms of uh, Christian eschatology, and I mean, if we're doing that right, then that's in line with Jewish eschatology as well, because uh, certainly uh, God's people throughout um, the the history of uh, Israel uh, coming into the the time of Jesus Christ, there was this expectation that uh, there was going to be this apocalyptic climax to world history and that God was going to have his day of judgment and uh, that God's wrath would be um, expressed in, in the world and that justice was going to prevail at last. And the uh, the hope of uh, all believers in, in God is that, you know, we'll see that day and we'll see God's justice because we know that he's just, we know that he's a loving God and he's good and, you know, his justice is going to be perfect and... I just thought, man, it would be satisfying to see that. And uh, I'll admit, as we were talking about in our last episode, um, theologically, my my views on this uh, may have shifted slightly uh, in in some areas. But um, as a whole, I think it stands up pretty well. And the The overarching concept, as we go through um, four episodes of this song um is basically a progression through this day of the Lord's judgment and uh examples are given of uh what that might look like to see um it was initially based on the idea that um that that Jesus Brought out and and said that uh, you know the the measure that you use will be used against you, and the people that you've wronged will be your um, your judges uh, at at the last day, and uh, and so I sort of played on that idea a bit, and so the 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 first episode opens um, with Job, and uh, he's he's sitting there. Being the judge over Satan, and Job gets to ask the questions, and Job gets to put it to Satan and say, "Well, you know, didn't you cause my suffering?" And uh, you know, in this uh, scenario, I suppose the devil's under oath and he's he's got to he's got to confess. And like, yeah, I, I did. Mm. And uh, you know, the the rich man comes up, and um, you know, the poor people judge him. Because you know he'd he'd abused his power and um and and these these poor people
0: had gone without you know while he accumulated wealth that was always if I can just interject that was always my favorite bit to sing like, yeah. i found that really relatable mm. you know a rich man came to take the stand his judges there were many yeah, Why he prospered in his wealth, they did not have any it was kind of like the tables were turned, you know and that's right. Like where we'd always be with that song, it was a great song to play live um just very just very powerful like the way the the lyrics um that's just my dog again snapping at that fly <laughs> going to hear that a lot through this podcast so sorry to interject him, just as you mentioned that yeah, like yeah. I've just always it just it's it's very it's very powerful um singing that particular i mean the whole song's great to sing, but I' always. Like, it really, um, the lyrics and the music are so together at that point of the song. It's like, it just, it just moves. It's like, I feel like when, when, when we're playing that song live, um, it, it just builds up a, um, a momentum of its own. Very powerful imagery. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought that people would find that relatable or just... See themselves in the shoes of someone who's been wronged and would like to see uh, God bringing justice. And um, so, I, yeah, I thought that would really resonate, and uh, it was worth kind of following up. and And in the the second, um, the second part, if you like, uh, which we uh, we brought out on uh, "Destined for Ascension." Uh, I shifted the focus back to Jesus and just basically uh, very, very simply retold his story uh, and, and focusing on uh, the final events of Jesus' life and how that put Jesus in the position to be the righteous judge. Uh, the, the fact that he was innocent mm-hmm. and was betrayed and was murdered and uh yeah and just talking about the um the the life that he has because he is god and he has triumphed over death he set us free from sin um and he he uh and anticipates our joining him uh in his presence and uh that's kind of where it sort of ties back into uh, to this uh, Day of the Lord sort of imagery of you know this, this final judgment. We were, we were waiting for this uh, final day to, to come. And uh, so yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a little bit of an excursion outside of the the uh, the day itself. That that um, that little bookmark in time. Where the uh, the setting of the song is kind of placed, but uh, it provides, I suppose, the the justification for this judgment.
0: Mm.
1: And uh, the third part, um, which came out on uh, this day fourth, um, this this one was great fun uh, to record. You know, we we made it really hard. We made it really heavy. Um, and for a change, uh, I got to do some of the vocal performance myself, which was really cool. Um, and I reckon it was probably the best vocal performance I ever
0: did. And you've said that, you've said that before, so you must mean it. Oh yeah. No, (laughs) I always meant it. (laughs) (laughs) As in, I would never suggest you didn't mean it. (laughs) It's not a flippant comment. No, no, no. I've heard you say that before.
1: No, I, my my uh position on that's never changed because yeah. I've, i I took great delight in um in doing the performance and uh yeah i've always just thought man i really i really got that how i wanted it yeah um and it was a very um, it was a hard time for me like to to put it in perspective and i i, I wasn't really uh expecting to talk about um you know sort of personal issues but i had a lot going on that year i was having a very tough time um emotionally and just managing
0: stress and i had so much going on at home because we recorded 08 um, didn't we yeah yeah the album yeah. Was, came out 09 but it was predominantly hmm. recorded 08
1: that's yeah, right I mean, so it. yeah i was going through a lot i was having a hard time and i really loved doing all this recording and stuff because for one thing it got me out uh of the house and uh away from my job and just you know it was a little little bit of escapism and uh you know a bit of uh a bit of fried chicken with the boys and uh mm. singing a few uh songs and there's putting always, some drum
0: tracks was great. There's always been an element of that in Great Forsaken, hasn't there? Like um it's been a privilege and a, an honour to serve God through Great Forsaken. Mm. Uh however there's always been an element where we've been blessed to, um, again, I'm trying to articulate my thoughts into words, but to, it it is like, um, like a bit of time out from, from like the regular worries of life. It's like, um, yeah. it, it's an important part of our life, but it's, it's like, um, it's, it's an enjoyable thing. And you know, particularly in those days we were recording a lot at Fat Dog Studio out there mm. in Beechborough with Dan. Um, there was a real sense of you could kind of put your worries aside for a couple of hours while you were out in the studio and it was always like a lot of laughter and, a, um, you know, a lot. we used to make a lot of silly jokes and, you know, make each other laugh and just, um, just generally have, have a fun time out in the studio but like a really um like it was fun but uh it was nice um like pushing towards a, a bigger goal you know like yeah. a ministry goal but um really enjoying ourselves in while we were doing it um yeah that's right uh, it, it was really good um to just kind of feel
1: like we we were doing it together we had a common cause
0: and uh yeah we we're just having a great time, yeah, um, and that that's something that you know as as the band has changed over the years, it's probably an inevitable thing because we also had the benefit of being in our twenties at the time, you know a bit younger and um or twenties early thirties, but yeah you know, younger than we are now into our forties now, um probably probably fair to say that um like different challenges at that age and probably like a little bit more youthful, um, uh, zest, I guess. Um, so where was I going with that? Um, <laughs> it was, um, it was, it was an exciting time in our life and, um, yeah, it certainly was. I mean, we, we were, uh, starting to get the attention
1: of, uh, labels and, and you know, other bands and that were talking about us and we, we had all sorts of opportunities opening before us. It was a very, uh
0: you know, exciting and hopeful time and there was a lot going on. It was really like, for me, it was like a dream come true. Like that whole era, it was like when I was at high school, you know, wanting to play in a Christian metal band and watching used to watch modification grind planets video a lot and I I just modeled my life on Mick Steve and Jason like I just I just thought that's like because at that time they're a few years older than us those guys Um, like I'm a teenager watching those guys in their 20s but they (laughs) were like we are not rock stars we are grind planets and like (laughs) I wanted to be a grind planet Like it was, it was my goal in life. Like, because they were older guys, you know. They were. I was watching that video and I was influenced by it, and I was like, you know, when I grow up, I, you know, in ten years' time or five years' time, but that feels like a long way off when you're at high school. Yeah, you know, being 22 and driving on tour into Brisbane and all that. And I think we've got. I've gone a bit off topic here, but the relatability of mortification being Australians. Yeah, and even though that was on the other side of Australia. Like, um, it, it was just so inspirational seeing three... You could see a lot of yourself in yeah. those guys, um, even down to sort of clothes that we're wearing. And, you know, back in those days, you know, people having the Reebok pumps and, and all of that, and you'd, <laughs> you'd be wearing Reebok pumps at school, and you'd be thinking, you know, this is what... It, this. Not that we should align ourselves with fashion trends and stuff, but where. are um, not you call Reebok pumps fashion but I think you know what I mean um, <laughs> oh but they were uh, just just having that inspiration like this is the kind of Christian I want to be you know I want, I want to be like these guys that's the kind of ministry that I want to have mm-hmm. um, I think that Grind Planets video was, was very influential uh, in terms of um, it was kind of like we never obviously got anywhere near the level of of mortification but when we found ourselves like hanging out with those guys at Black Stump and and all of that around that kind of era. That was amazing. It was like, it was like, it was almost like, I didn't think this at the time but looking back at it now, it was almost like we'd stepped into Grind Planets video. Not, <laughs> that, not that they were carrying on that way when we met them but it was like, you—it's like stepping into the movie. Like you've seen, you've seen, you've seen yeah, the movie yeah. now. Now, now walk a mile in it. It yeah. was it was incredible.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, Steve Rowe certainly had that cheeky persona that that carried through. Like he wasn't uh, he wasn't acting up for the camera. That was just him. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah,
0: we we saw that firsthand. <laughs> yeah. No, that was um that was a, a a great time. I mean, I'm sure Tim, we could I could reminisce about those days a lot like I don't want to be stuck in the past but um like it was just such a, a vibrant time and you know you, you think about you think about the four of us like and, and the, th- the three the three family groups that were in the convoy when we drove to Black Stump in 2006 um like that's a lot of trust that we put in each other as individuals to you know drive across Australia yeah. with each other and like, you know, put a, you know, sign, sign up for like a week of being in close proximity of each other, having to, um, you know, make decisions together, you know, we're, we're certainly quite young yeah. and, um, like you think now, like without that sort of, uh, uh, that sort of almost naivety of, of youth, like if we proposed that now, we, you know, I'm sure we'd have a very long list of, you know, we've got to make sure that all our cars are fully roadworthy. You know, it's, <laughs> we've got families to think about here. We probably yeah. shouldn't just drive across the other side of the country. You know, like, have we checked all the tyres properly? and, <laughs> Like, not that we didn't yeah. do that, but we'll probably, you know, we we'll be oh, pretty you know, quick young to... and carefree,
1: weren't we? Yeah, you know, you know certainly uh, didn't cross our minds that, you know, just just getting to the west australian border i mean wa is four times the size of texas and that just gets you to the border of one state we still had a couple more states to go before we get to the other side of the country so it's it's a big undertaking and uh we were just like yeah let's do it and you know probably i don't know uh, uh maybe a maybe a week of uh you know throwing ideas around of what to pack and whatever and yeah that was <laughs>
0: That was it. We did, we just went off, but I mean it, it 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 did work. But I mean, even in as far as um you know, we we're just lobbing up at caravan parks and and um you know seeing if they had spots for us to pitch our tent and yeah you know um I hope we can stay here because it's getting frosty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you remember like um one of the places we stayed? I think it was in South Australia or maybe Victoria, but somewhere around the South Australia Victoria border. It, do you remember we woke up the next morning and it was really really frosty oh yeah and then yeah. we're hearing on the news that like all the fruit had died because it had been like a record cold night yeah it was like been the coldest night they'd had and all the fruit crop had died in that part of the world so it was actually like a devastatingly cold night and we're, we yeah. were out dancing and it was pretty cold on this, this part of the country and yeah. we caught like the coldest night on record
1: yeah I remember coming outside and just finding like sheets of ice all over everything
0: yeah yeah, that was crazy. I've forgotten the name of the town, but we ah, went yeah. through a few places. But I digress. It's, it's inevitable when we're talking about those Celebrity Judge songs and recording those early albums. Ah, it, it, so many memories. Your mind just can't help but drift back. And and this, this Tim, I think, is what I'm talking about. Like, that that's, that's a bond that us original guys in the band... Like, you can never... Um, that, that makes you ingrained in like in in grave forsaken um, history. Like mm-hmm. th- those 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 were defining things for the band. Mm-hmm. That that was being part of that is 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 a unmovable part of our history that we were there at that black stump played with paramecium played with fearscape Mortification didn't play that first one, um, but Steve was there. Yeah. He and, and so was Phil Gibson, the drummer from the, the Blood World album. It was um you know, and and looking back now, like the, the amazing privilege to be able to play a gig with Paramecium. Like they didn't do all that many shows in their reunion. And, you know, I, I consider um the first two Paramecium albums to be, um, you know, pretty much you know, if not uh if not definitively you know The the two of the greatest ever Christian metal albums, yeah. Uh, They're they're albums that I listen to to this day. So, I actually wish that if I could go back to 2006, I I wish that I had held more, you know, even had more appreciation that we're playing with Paramecium, like, because I feel like their legend has grown Mm. since then, like. In 2006, um, you know, that's that's like only 13, 14 or 12, 13 years after their original sort of um, heyday. Like, that's only, it's only like 11 years after Within the Ancient Forest or, mm. you know, that era. So that was sort of still somewhat recent history. But now like another 14 years has passed and those albums have just gone into Christian metal sort of folklore. Yeah. So I wish I'd had more appreciation that, you know... We're, we're playing with a like this is a real privilege to be able to play with Paramecium, like one of the greatest Christian metal bands there, there'll ever be. Yeah,
1: well, certainly we, we did feel privileged, but I think, uh, yeah,
0: you, you just appreciate it more over time. Yeah, you look back yeah. and you think, wow, yeah, wow, we 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 you know shared the stage and equipment with Paramecium, you know, it's just wow. I almost can't believe it, and we are so inexperienced at the time to get the privilege to do that, you know? Like, you know, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, no, it was super cool.
1: And, yeah, all, all those um, Celebrity Judge uh, songs really kind of tie all that together for me as like a, uh, a continuation of sort of what we started um because there was just always that familiarity there was something you could come back to you know and hmm. we, we used to incorporate those uh songs into the shows um more often than not we just played the the, the first the, the the original uh version yeah, yeah. but um you know you'd, you'd turn up to a gig and and People who'd been following you for a while would come up and go, you know. So
0: when's the next one coming out? They would. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know, originally, um, certainly in my mind, like when when the original lineup was together, I did kind of envision that there was potential there'd be one on every album. But um, <laughs> you yeah, know, that obviously, you know, the the um, the run was broken with uh, Fight to Death. There's no um. There's no celebrity track on that. And I don't even know, I've actually lost count, I think, I think that this one's our 8th studio album, so part 4 was on like album number 8, <laughs> but that's alright. So what about part 4, which is, you know, the the most recent instalment that's been recorded, um, can you talk us through that one a little bit? Mm, well, that, that one kind
1: of uh, brings the series to a close, I guess, uh, I... I wouldn't say that I envisioned uh, going beyond uh, this one. So it was good for me, like a sense of closure, I suppose, to um, to get it out there because I had it written and, and uh, we'd sat on those lyrics for a long time and uh, something just kept saying to me, you know, you, you're not really you know you're not really done until this gets out (laughs) not not that I see this as the end of anything but uh, you know this was always going to have to uh, to come to a conclusion anyway this particular series of songs Mm -hmm. and um, and it's evident when you go through the lyrics you know that it's sort of coming to an end Um, it's sort of Set as the end of a long day, and we're seeing that all the drama that's unfolded has taken uh, a toll on the on the landscape, and uh, everything just looks kind of ruined after all the devastation and all the things that have gone on uh, in in the day of judgment, and uh, we get to the stage where. Everybody who felt like they had an accusation to make or a case to plead—they've they've, all—they've uh, all had their say. They've all said their piece. They've—they've they've all hmm. um, exhausted their claims. And um, you know, we've had the the resurrection uh, of, of the dead and the judgment, and everything is quiet
0: and desolate the lyrics really give that imagery mm. that, that's really conveyed like i imagined kind of i know it's a lot more serious than this and and forgive me if, if this downplays it but do you know like when a concert's finished and you 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 might have hung around to like get a set list or a pick and all the cups and the drinks and everything's there and it's all over mm. You know, like I, I sort of got this image in my head from those lyrics of like all oh, the judgment's over and, and just what's left behind is the 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 scenes afterwards, you know like the main events sort of over, um, yeah, that's sort of what it conveyed to me, you know, and it's sort of like a quite a desolate sort of imagery, you know yeah, no no one was left to say their piece you know um, it was fun to sing. It was fun to sing that song because um, it is such strong imagery. Like you could put like a real sort of aggression behind it. Like and the the sort of chord structure that we use for those songs, it just lends itself to like the 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 pace of the lyrics. Like they yeah. just they those songs flow so well. You they, they, they don't have to some lyrics. You, you, you hopefully fix it up by the time it gets on recording, but sometimes you've really got to work a song to fit, like you've got your riff, and you know it's going to work, but you've got to do a few different takes of vocals just to align it and maybe rephrase some words. Yeah. But those just have, they just have a very natural flow with the, with the song structure that we use, and, and the sort of, um, obviously you alluded to it before, and it'd be obvious to anyone listening, it's like, it's like a variation on a theme. You know, they're like sort of really four parts of the same. It's sort of almost like one song, isn't it? In, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Um, they're, they're four parts of the same.
1: That's right. And uh, I really, uh, well, i a I got to credit um, Elias once again. I mean, I mentioned earlier that this came together with him um, as, yeah, a bit of a, bit of a thought experiment bit of a bit of a jam before there even was a band
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah he and I had a great way of being able to work something out uh, where um, he was able to sort of craft a, a riff around a lyric as opposed to fitting a lyric to a riff yeah and it's a valuable skill to have. Not every song needs to be written that way by any means, but uh, it's it's great uh, when that comes together, uh, particularly when you've got um, a, a good song structure lyrically
0: already, and it just lends itself to it. Yeah, he um, would write music that would um. It would, it would fit the imagery of the lyrics wouldn't it it was kind yeah. of like yeah like you say often you'll have a song and then you'll fit lyrics to it whereas a lot of that early stuff um, of the lyrics that you wrote uh, I think quite a few of them he um, you know he, he wrote music that uh, the lyrics sort of bought out of him like I think it's not related to this song at all but I think Punishment from Destined for Ascension would be another one oh yeah yeah you know that I think of and Blood on the Scales I mean you know talking about Blood on the Scales and celebrities and you know talking about Paramecium before there was there was that influence early in the band um, yeah you know that that came through um, and remember Elias used to have he'd often be wearing a Paramecium shirt and have a Paramecium sticker on his guitar yeah, yeah he was a big yeah, fan right. yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, so it was, um, it was a real good experience to, uh, to finish this series of songs, uh, lyrically on a, on a high note. And I suppose this is kind of where the, the, the lyrical theme kind of deviates a little toward the end because, uh, I'd tap in a bit more to the emotional side of things. Um and just talking about um how I imagined that uh God would feel or you know how he would kind of view the the end of that day when it's all said and done and he looks upon the people that stayed faithful to him and he just thinks of them just with this expression of love and, you know, he's smiling. Like God is actually happy at the conclusion of this because mm. we have this tendency to think about, you know, wrath and judgment and vengeance and, and you know, fire and torment and all this negativity about the, uh, the the end of things and this eschatology is kind of scary because... We don't like the idea that, you know, there's going to be judgment and there's going to be, you know, wrath poured out and, you know, there'll be suffering and there'll Mm. be death and there'll be pain and and all these things. And we kind of forget that there's this glorious afterlife. Mm. And right at the very moment of transition, there's that sense that I imagine where God is just satisfied that the right thing has been done Mm -hmm. and he's looking at people that love him and he loves them and it's time for a new start and it's time for a new world
0: you know the new Jerusalem yeah he smiled when he thought of them he knew them all by name one by one they'd come to him and all their lives had changed yeah, he, t- he turned around and there they were, the children he had called. Same sort of thing, like, doing those vocals was so much fun, like, it just, it just lent itself, like, it mm-hmm. that, it, it was, it was really, it was a really, that you're right, there's a real, there's a real positive um, end to it, and, um, I think that's really good, and then, sort of like, the coda of the song is the whole bit of, um, you know, why do we judge what others do? It's sort of like, so like a moral lesson there, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, God's going to have his day. It is going to come. And, and we don't need to rush it along. And we don't need to stand in God's place and make it happen. And, mm-hmm. You know, we can trust in in God's goodness and his justice. Mm-hmm. And um you know, and, and we just need to focus on where we stand.
0: Yeah, relative to him, make sure that we're on the right side of things. And yeah, exactly, we're sort of not in any any position to judge others while while still imperfect ourselves in yeah, terms exactly. of what 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 we're doing and and how we're living and you know all of us whatever it might be um it could be as simple as you know yeah. being being quick to anger in certain situations or it could be you know some people like really dark secrets that they have but we've all no matter where we are on the scale like we've all got we've got things that we do, even thoughts that we have that that aren't um, you know are far from perfection and so yeah we we can't we can't judge others um in, in our own imperfection, and that that's god's job yeah and and um you know when when we put together the music for that like um you know that sort of coda to the song you know it's like um really wanted to emphasize that point you know by repeating that and and fading out on that that you know through all of this it's like you know the Lord the Lord will have his day and that that day that's talked about in Mm -hmm. the songs you know that's that's God's job and let's not let's not judge others let's let's let let God be judge. And, um, you know, just that kind of finishing it off with that, it did, it did feel very natural sort of fading out on that, you know, like a, a positive sort of thing, you know, where, yeah. where it's like just trusting God, just, just have faith. And however that judgment day plays out, you know, the imagery of the songs is, um, you know, it's, it's painting a picture of, of, um, of uh it's 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 like a um it's like almost like an analogy or a um, it's, it's painting a, a portrait isn't it you know yeah. of of how that might be um giving it imagery um no it's 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 it was it was really it was great to revisit it um for part four because i can remember i can remember emailing you at some point maybe just before or around the time that I was putting, we we're putting together this, this, this batch of songs. And I can't remember when I emailed you, but you know, I think I, I, I do remember specifically emailing you and asking, you know, is there a part four, you know, yeah. <laughs> and if there is, can you send it my way? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, you, you said something effective. Yes, there is. And, 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 sent those, sent the lyrics to me. Um, so that was that was cool. That was great to to know that you know we could we could revisit the theme and 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 wrap it up. And I suppose speaking of wrap it up, um, it's getting quite late. It's been absolutely great talking with you, Tim. Um, Having you on the podcast, and as has been the tradition, you know what sort of happened with this podcast is you know ends up being a bit about you know have a topic. But then ends up being a bit of chat about other things that come up. And I think that's just fine. Yeah. I've had that of everybody I've talked to on the podcast. And even when I'm just like flying solo on the podcast, I'll, I'll have a thought in my mind that I'm going to talk about and then that will bring up something else. So it ends up being quite a natural sort of conversation, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of like we almost catch up through, through the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's been uh, a great experience. And, uh, Yeah, brought back a lot of really cool memories that uh, you know
0: hadn't hadn't been fresh in my mind for a while, and good to revisit those. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so thanks, and hopefully, or I I would like think certainly you'll um you'll be back for another episode some point down the track. Oh yeah, we're doing this again. Yeah, no, it's great fun, and um as we sort of talked about, we've been doing some um you know did some drum demos tonight to to get some some demo tracks for for future recordings and things like that. So, you know, the Great Forsaken machinery is is turning again for, for another release down the track. See how see how quickly it turns, but it is turning. Um Yeah, in the meantime enjoy
1: the new album. Absolutely the yeah, Steps yeah. of God. Get yourself a copy.
0: Do, yes.
1: And um stop putting it off, it's not that expensive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> support, support Grave a and support Soundmass
1: Yeah. Um, yeah get on uh
0: get on Apple Music or wherever you uh download or uh yeah grab a CD yeah no it's really appreciated when you do and uh uh yeah there's um going to has been and will be future uh competitions on the mailing list so um sign up to the mailing list at our official website and uh you'll get uh the details about any competitions we're running um and you know you you'll be in a win ch- with a chance to win um you know cds and merch and all that kind of thing where we want to encourage uh our, our supporters to be interactive with the band and um you know we're, we're doing our bit to um to provide more content like these podcasts and video updates and all of that um you know, to be uh, to be more present and more involved, um, and more accessible. Not that we've tried to not be accessible in the past, but you know, we've got the technology to put stuff out there, so we will. Yeah, and so we want your feedback because that helps us to know uh,
1: what you like, what we're getting right, what you want to hear more of. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's really yeah.
0: exciting that you know that we've been going for all this time and through lots of seasons and phases, but it's, isn't it exciting that there's there's still, like, a, a long future? I reckon that's awesome. That's, I hear the dog growling at something now. So this probably means it's time to finish up. So thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, have you got any final words, Tim? God bless and rock on. <laughs> Stole your line. That's great. That's staying. Thank you for listening to the official Grave Forsaken podcast. For more news and updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our mailing list over at www.graveforsaken.com. God bless and rock on.